welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I'm Matt McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. Follow us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable, and be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. And Matt. We have finally made it to the halfway point of the season, and if you'd have told me Cleveland State was going to be on top by two games in the conference in the halfway season, I'd have told you you were completely insane. If you'd have told me that YSU was not only middle of the pack, but maybe even bottom half of the league, I'd have told you you were insane. So there's a lot going on in this league. All yeah, so we, we really got uh, we got to talk about that one because that that one is yeah that 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 season, the season's getting away from them, but um. But I want to start out with Wright State because Wright State should be in a much better position than they are. But somehow, for some stupid reason, there were three games in there they lost. And then, and as I pointed out on the Twitter account, that Wright State has this interesting thing going on where they, in their splits, in each of their three splits, Oakland, Youngstown State, and most, and this past weekend with Cleveland State. They lose one of the games. Doesn't matter which one, apparently. Oakland messed up the cycle because they did it in the second game. But they lose one game, and then the other game, the game that they win, they absolutely destroy their opponent, which is exactly what what they did with Oakland, which is exactly what they did with Youngstown State, and it's exactly what they did with Cleveland State. If I'm Scott Nagy, I have to be sitting there thinking – why can't you do this every freaking game, man? <laughs> well, and if, exactly. If you're Nagy, you're just you're just angry because that means your team is either coasting or just that wildly inconsistent. There's no injuries, that's there's not, no COVID a, problems. I know, but that's the thing, though. When you look at Wright State, Wright State, you would think would be infinitely more consistent under the helm of Scott Nagy with guys who have coached uh, that have played for Scott Nagy for a couple for a few anywhere from two to four. They don't have a very they don't have a young squad. They have a very experienced squad. Yet here we are, and they're doing this weird herky jerky thing where, you know, the two weekends in a row they did this. Wait, wait, when did they play Oakland? Didn't they? I'm trying to remember. Wait. Two weeks ago. Oh, so it's three weekends in a row they did this. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Oakland played uh, Green Bay last week, and it was the week before that that they beat Red State. So that's astounding. Uh, that is, I find that amazing that that happened, and, and now that and they have IUPUI to look forward to next week. So what are we looking forward to? You know, we, we got to do the same thing with IUPUI next weekend. Well, and we learned a little bit look more about IUPUI this weekend too. So who knows? Hey, IUPUI, IUPUI, uh, thanks to you know IUPUI has actually done better this year. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, you can always do very well when you have, you know, when Marcus Berg and Jalen Minnette are on. That's always very helpful. And they were on. They were absolutely on this weekend. So on. Well, and that's that's why I had IUPUI higher in my ranking than most, and then I've looked stupid for it. But all of a sudden, it doesn't look quite as stupid. Um, Quite as stupid. They're they're two and they're still two and four in the conference, mind you. But the, it's funny because they've equaled their the number of games they won last from last year. Um, they look a little bit better. They, uh, they obviously look better this year. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, the, but yeah, 
you, when you have two guys like that and Wright State is, you know, spent the last three weeks. It's been three weeks. I, I have to look this up because this is driving me crazy. This cannot be right. This cannot be right that Wright State did the same exact thing three weeks running. That is insane to me. You know what, Bob? Before, before you go into Actually, further, you know I'm, what? I, no, no, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> three we, weekends we, running. We need to call a pause here. Time out. We, we, I don't think we're doing this right. Hold on. What's the that? first thing we should be talking about is we should actually be celebrating because we had six series played, both games. We got all of our Horizon League games this weekend, and that doesn't happen very often. So I, th- I think we'd be remiss to not at least point that out and kind of oh, celebrate. Oh, we have back. to. Yes, we got, we, we got we got twelve games in this this weekend as it's supposed to be. All teams played. Most of the players were even eligible. I think outside of UIC having a couple that may still be in COVID protocol, like. Well, that, yeah, well, uh, there, there's also Youngstown State, but we'll get to them later. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, right. like we, we're not doing this right if we don't at least start by going, hey, we got 12 games in this this week. That's that's a, that's a how this is supposed to go. And the first time I believe we've gotten that. Yes, it start is. Start and play, right? Yep. It so. actually is. This, is. this is the first full week that we've been playing. You know, we're in week, we're 10, we're five weeks into the conference season, and this is actually the first weekend, first weekend where we got all the games in, period. And I didn't realize, and, you know, as as you know, um, obviously, I'm the one trying to pay attention to all the games all at once, which is never easy. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was not, an, yeah, it was insane. Absolutely insane that we, you know. Trying try to juggle six games, trying to watch, pay attention to six games at once. You know, the nice thing is we we have so we have so many good people following the other teams that I like. I've gotten more comfortable not trying to check in on games that I'm not really able to because I yeah. can you know I can trust the the rest of our folks to to kind of That's keep true. us updated and to write their their stories and all. I mean, we're putting out some great content and we've got that people right. really covering these teams. And it's it's really awesome. That's exactly right, and of course we've got you know we've got Horizon Game Night that is you know we we only did it live once this weekend, but you know, and you know of course we've got John Parker obviously who's you know, and the drink the drinking game seems to be going well. Uh yes, um so yeah we we John and I have to have a conversation about that because we talked about it on Game Night last night. Um, is that uh, I I I almost want to he. It sounds like he kind of wants to, you know, do a live listening thing during that whole thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing it, so enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, there will be one. And by the way, we've been teasing this a while. But, yes, there we did one last week for Wright State versus Cleveland State. We're going to do one for the ESPN2 uh, game between Cleveland State and Milwaukee. So be on the lookout. It will post on Friday. The rules is important to have all those. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, you, know, you know, I I just edit them and post them. I don't really necessarily. Hey, we're, we're, all I, the only participation I do is like on the Twitter account, and that was so hard to keep up with. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're making especially, basketball especially fun. We, we had a rule regarding Cleveland, new Cleveland State subs, and they had like seven in the first half, and I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> God, it's like John set out to kill somebody. Me apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all get that one. It stress me out to the point where I'm just like heel over no <laughs> leave it to john parker to like lay out this awesome game with all these rules and then not be there to officiate it not his fault guys gotta work ah, whatever 
but yeah, so be on the lookout for that with Milwaukee. And speaking of Milwaukee, um, yeah, they got swept again. And thanks by by virtue, thanks to IUPUI. So um, when you look when you look at Milwaukee, you have to ask the question because we ask this question every year: Is this is this where this is this where the meltdown starts happening? Did you say thanks to IUPUI? It was uh, Fort Wayne that got Milwaukee twice. Okay, never mind. Wait. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Fort, Fort, Fort Wayne Fort, swept Milwaukee this week. IUPUI did their thing against uh, NKU. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Kyle, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Sorry. But, yeah. When Marcus, Fort, when Marcus Burke and Jalen Manette are on, watch out. Period. In the, in the Milwaukee series. Two games in a row, I might add. That actually is an accomplishment. Because usually that, you know, usually when they do two games in a row, usually when they're kind of doing two games close together, one or the other kind of runs out of gas, but both of them were on today. Both of them were on this weekend. Yeah. It's insane. No, and I mean, that's that's what we kind of expected. Well, what I expected to see from IUPUI and Northern Kentucky's in the rebuild. They know that, but, uh, you know, we, we've seen glimpses of what they're excited about in the future, and they're going to win a couple games, but they're going to lose a bunch too. And yeah. I mean, it is that kind of is what it is. And I've seen a lot of NKU fans, including Kyle, our, you know, our guy there, um, just saying, hey, look, yeah, we are in a rebuild. It, it, it's going to be a, a down year for us. They haven't had one of those since they joined the league, sure. and that, that's allowed. Yeah, I mean, and that's a thing, too. I mean, again, we didn't expect a whole lot of Northern, from Northern Kentucky, at least. You certainly didn't. Um, it was a little extra low. Everybody else is <laughs> a little high. And all together, we kind of got to the right answer, it looks like. Looks like it, yeah. I still, I still do think... Um, just, I still do think they they do eventually make it to the top half of the of the Horizon League standings. I mean, they just, they just have enough. They just have too much talent to do that, um, especially with Marcus work, uh, especially with you know a, a guy like Adrian Nelson in the front court. You can't expect them to you know. They, they, I expect them to get off the schneid at some point. Mm-hmm. They just they just run into two guys who just could not miss this weekend. And those are the two guys you just don't want to miss. You want to miss. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, That's, now IUPUI is right on their heels in the standings. It's amazing how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point, by the way, I'm gl- again once again I'm glad that we got all the games in this weekend. I guess the question now we have is, hey, what are we? Are we hoping that this happens the whole rest of the time? We we are we crossing our fingers, or we or is the worst finally over? I think we're still going to see some problems. It's just my opinion. I mean, I know we'll we'll, later on we'll talk about you know what's coming up this week and and all that. Well, no, I actually want to talk about that now because you want to get to that now. All right, I really do because this is so 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 the Horizon League has decided. It looks like that. The teams that have already two uh, four teams that have already played Detroit Mercy in Oakland and Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne. The conference has decided that these two pairs of teams will play each other one more time, starting with uh, Detroit Mercy and Oakland this upcoming weekend, and at the end of the season. And Purdue Fort Wayne's already put out the times for when these are going to be going. Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Cleveland State. Now, the funny thing is, is that in the Oakland-Detroit game, they're going to be at the arena this weekend, whereas the last game between Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Cleveland State, that game 
the first series was in Purdue, Purdue was in Fort Wayne. This one is also going to be in Fort Wayne. So make sense of that one. I mean, I can talk just a little bit about the one that's closer to me. Um, Greg Campy was asked about that um, yesterday after the game. You know, it was okay to start looking forward. And, um, yeah, he's not happy about it. Mike Davis isn't happy about it. Nobody wants to be playing that game, those two games this upcoming week. Um, first off, playing a team potentially five times in a season is ridiculous. So to, to have four in, or four regular season games against each other and then a potential meetup in the Horizon League tournament is just just ridiculous. And then to do that with a rivalry, I mean, the, the, you're not ta- you know when you mention Cleveland State and Fort Wayne, that's not a ri- rivalry. You, you know what? You don't want to play each other four times, but it's not that big a deal. But when you put Oakland and Detroit Mercy against each other four times in the regular season because you're just kind of not sure what to do, I think it's really lazy scheduling. I think it's poor scheduling. I think it's not good for the conference. Neither of these teams wants to be playing this game. They're both gonna pre- they're both gonna prepare and do what they're supposed to do because that's what that's the that's the deal. But nobody yeah. wants to be playing these games, and it, it's really a shame that the Horizon hasn't shuffled some stuff around to get some of these teams that maybe you know they missed a game because of COVID shutdown. Hey, can we juggle this and do this better? This is just for how good I think the Horizon's been this year at scheduling and dealing with this stuff, and you know, and just rolling with the punches. And I do think they've done a really nice job. I think this is really lazy. They've known for a couple weeks that this was going to happen. You know, it's not even like it's the last week and they're just kind of like, uh, we need somebody. They've had a couple weeks to kind of get this one together and go, okay, you two have already played each other this year. How can we, you know, get Detroit and IUPUI or Oakland and IUPUI together who aren't supposed to play this year right now or do something different instead of sending a rivalry back into each other? You know, like what no good's going to come of it. These teams don't particularly like each other and all those things. Like you're just. I think you're setting yourself up for some real big issues. I'm not saying it's going to explode on the court or anything, but no no, no good can come from this weekend. It really doesn't. I mean, Detroit. if Detroit sweeps, they go, okay, so we split on the season all of a sudden. You know, like, that's and, not good. And, and, it'll, and finally, Detroit Mercy will have finally beaten Oakland for the first time in, what, four years, is it? Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, the official Twitter <laughs> clock went to four years. I mean, and, and then if you're Oakland, you kind of go, you know what? We already beat them this year. Do we really need to do this again? Like, it's 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 a so lot. I mean, here's the problem with Oakland: they kind of need to beat them again. They have to. Because, they have to. Because Oakland, it's funny because you know, because Oakland, for as much as you know, much as hemming and hawing as you know, I'm sure we've done about Oakland, they're still they're still back where they usually are, right in the middle of the pack. Oh, yeah. figure, Oakland's Oakland's five hundred in the conference right now. Yeah. Again, it's like, <laughs> Gee, ima- imagine if they would have closed out at least one of those two Green Bay games, the UIC game. You know, this team should be better than they are, and that's that's. There's a lot of reasons we've talked about. I don't want to make this another Oakland conversation, but well, figure, I, I think we kind of have to have, make it an Oakland conversation, because a little bit of an Oakland conversation, because you know when you saw this weekend where they swept. Youngstown State, and again, we'll get to their issues in a little, you know, after this. When Oakland is on, Oakland is a very competitive team, which, again, as we said right before the conference schedule started, they're the best 0-7 in the in the country, and they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of proving it. Name a name a, uh, Owen, a team that started 0-7 that's, you know, inching in the middle uh, that's sitting in the middle of the pack of their own conference there's not a lot i don't think there's any and 
Oakland and, didn't play great this weekend either, which is kind of a good thing for them. Like that wasn't like they played their best basketball to get there over Youngstown State in both those games. They they did it well. They they actually played pretty solid games both games, but there was nothing world beater in any of it. Except for the yeah, except for Jay Lamore, who I mean Well And here's the thing, you know, I, I was very fortunate. I always say that I was fortunate to be there this week. One of the things that kind of got mentioned in um, some of the Campy post-game stuff, but you weren't able to see it on camera, was mm-hmm. Jalen Moore and Campy got into it for a minute. They're John because yeah. Moore made a lot of mistakes, and Moore's, Moore is not there yet. For as good as Jalen Moore is, and if you're just looking at stats, you're like, wow, this guy's a first-teamer. Tony Paul said he's probably a top three in the Horizon League, and I don't know that he's wrong. There's gonna, You can make arguments for a lot of people, but it's tough to tell a kid that's scoring 20 plus a game and averaging over 10 assists like it's tough to say that that's probably not really big for for them and they're winning some games because of it but um on top of that there's still a lot of learning to do for that Oakland team and that that's part of the problem um the future you saw a lot of the future on uh display this weekend and that's something that I was able to ask uh, Greg about was um just to kind of talk we saw Phillips Joseph PJ um, who has not played a lot of minutes for Oakland, but all of a sudden he's in the rotation. No, he really hasn't. I don't think I've I don't think I've seen him. I've seen him sparingly this year. And well, so when I asked him about his, he actually has a decent offensive skill set, but they don't want him using it at all. He he originally was in there because um, even though he's a freshman like the other ones, he's an older freshman than uh, Townsend and Parrish, and he's got the body on him. And uh, you know, you look at him, and he's a good sized dude. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't think a ton of it because I hadn't really seen him. Watching him go up against Nas Bohannon all weekend, banging down there with him, there was a couple of times where he did not back down. And Bohannon's known as one of the, you know, those tough guys down low in this league. And PJ just held his own. And that's like, if if I'm other other teams looking at this, if Oakland can keep everyone, always the big if, right? But you've seen Parrish do big things. You've seen Townsend do big things. You've now you're starting to see what PJ might be capable of. They're still sitting on two bigs that are redshirting in Yusuf Jihad and Chris Conway. Like that's a lot of big. That's a lot of big for this league to have, you know. And even if one of them transfers, like that's some young bigs. So that's kind of cool to see out of them. So you got to see it a bit this weekend. But long story short, um, Oakland played well enough to to win two games, and there's a lot to be said for that. But they also didn't do a lot. You know, we didn't see a great Rashad Williams in either game this weekend. He missed. He missed a lot of shots, made some shots, but he also missed a lot of shots. Um, there's a lot of breakdowns. Um, there's just, you know, they're they're still learning. They're they're not who they need to be yet. But sometimes it's just about doing what they got to do, and they did that. I don't think this was a year that was that that was gonna. I mean, considering what you have at the top of the conference right now, or what you expected at the top of the conference, you really didn't expect Oakland to do. I mean, if we're being honest, any more than you know, compete and be in the middle of the pack. Yeah, and exactly. That's exact, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Did it, w- you know, were you frustrated that the fact that they basically, you know, spent the entire non-conference schedule losing? Yeah, I'm sure that's a little frustrating, but look at all look at all the people they played. So, I mean, yeah, I'm used there's to that. that too. Oakland fans are used to that. That's that's what they do and it sucks, but the only time that they had a bun- a lot of home games in my yeah. me- like most recent memory was was supposed to be Kate Felder senior, but he'd already left. And it mm-hmm. turned into a weird year, but like most of the time, they don't spend much time at the arena. It doesn't make them money, so they go out and they make money. We've talked about you know whether that's the way to do it or not, but it's clearly a formula that works for Oakland, and they have learned how to finish some games, and they've gotten a lot better. So obviously, there there was some some reasoning that worked here. So yeah, so well, with that said, 
when you look at some of the, when you look at the the not how did when you look at that non-conference schedule how did was it more did that help in terms of getting them ready for the conference season or was it just you know let's go out and see who we can play i, I, I mean some of both i mean you look at you know youngstown state who went four and one in their non-conference all of a sudden they're they're th- three and seven in con or yeah three and seven yeah in they, three they and seven in conference. like you know what i mean yeah. like Maybe maybe they didn't do enough to get themselves prepared. They've got a couple other issues, but other than Quisenberry, they had everything. They have one major issue. I'm sorry, and that is Darius Quisenberry is out. He's been out since he's been out for what three weeks now, at least. Yeah, um, he, yeah. So so that's a big issue for them. And I said this I, I said this on Horizon Game Night. If Darius Quisenberry is actually in this lineup, do you honestly think that he's going to let Jalen Moore run wild on the, him? No, he is absolutely not. Jalen Moore isn't getting a double-double if Darius Quisenberry is playing yesterday. I don't he's know that I agree. Uh, but uh, honestly, really? I don't know. Um, I mean, Quisenberry is pretty quick, but I'm telling you guys, you don't understand, which is why you watching on TV – how fast Jalen Moore is with the ball. I, I don't know if anyone can stay with him unless they're a fast wing already. He's I mean, just so quick, and that's how he gets to the rim. The problem is he can't finish at the rim lately, but he's he's lightning quick with the ball, and then he's good to dish it off. It's it's working, you know? I, I think Quisenberry at health, even at full health, like let's pretend that he was playing and wasn't coming off an ankle injury, so there, you know there's no issue there. I think he would have stayed with him a bit but i I still he still would have gotten his double double easy at the same time you know productivity wise obviously though the youngstown state misses misses quisenberry's productivity badly i mean very badly without a doubt so and that's an issue for them and i and i i hate to belabor this idea that one guy you know having one guy out (laughs) being uh, kind of the difference between winning and losing, but yeah. I mean, starting point guard's a, a good a good excuse to drop if you're going to drop one. I think that's allowed. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, Shamar Rattan Mays is, is 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 a decent player, but he's also a, he's also a freshman, and he you know he he needs some time to develop, and he is kind of taking over that role that Darius Quisenberry has, and I mean that's a little unfair. But well, I mean, the other, it is what it is at the same time. The other issue that I saw was that some of the role players that we say, oh, yeah, they've got Quisenberry, they've got Bohannon, they've got Akuche. Well, Akuche, especially in that first game, I think he had three points. He was he was non-existent. He, he, I, I forgot he was even a thing watching the game. Like That's interesting because, yeah, because Akuche has been off and on all season. Um, um, Covington, you know, had Covington had a good game both days. He was very active. Yeah. Um, but he was the one trying to stay with more and didn't. I think the problem that Youngstown, the other problem that Youngstown State has is their bench. I mean, where is the contribution coming from from their bench? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're trying to rely, they're they're trying to, you know, they're relying way too much on Alex Vargo, the freshman, um, who's not I, confident at all. He turned down some some shots that when you're Alex Vargo yeah. and you're supposed to shoot, you shoot, and Calhoun was getting on him. He. He definitely both both games turned down some shots that he should not yeah. have. And I think he'll, he, he'll grow. In, I think he'll grow in data eventually. But 
But the other thing is, though, that, you know, you got a guy, Jeff Hamperian. I thought he was going to be their sixth man, and I'm not seeing a lot out of it. I'm not seeing a lot of productivity out of him. Nope. And, you know, the you, the good thing over this, I think the good news for, for Youngstown State this weekend is the emergence of Miles Hunter, though. The fact that you've gotten him, he had a hell of a weekend. And now you have another option. He wasn't. He didn't play a whole lot um, in the first few games of the conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not in you know not in any significant manner um, compared to what he did this weekend against Oakland. So I think if there's any if there's any silver lining over the dark cloud over the uh, over the Beagley Center right now, it's the fact that you now have another uh, you have somebody else in the rotation to go to in a Miles Hunter. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're also sitting the bad. But again, Youngstown State is sitting at three and seven right now. That's a huge issue for them. They're I really mean, sitting in in 11th place in the conference, really. Which nobody expected them to do. We, you know, everybody, you know, the, for 12. The, yeah, exactly. Um, that's yeah. Them and them in green Bay and green Bay, you know, but yeah, that that's, it's insane that that is the case, especially with young sound state. Yes. They don't, yes, they don't have Darius Quisenberry, but man, you, you really expected a lot more out of them. Absolutely. Everybody expected a lot more out of them. The conference in their official preseason bowling expected a lot more out of them. It it seems like every year we have the, the this group that is all you, know, you you have these teams where they get picked in a certain spot and it's like you know we were we look at the end of the year and it's like we're off like a by a lot right. and we're halfway we're halfway through and you know if anybody expected. Cleveland State to be at the top of the standings and Youngstown State to be like near the bottom. I don't think anybody would have expected that. Not even a little bit. Mm-mm. So, I mean, that's so, so that's going to be the big issue with Youngstown State trying to trying to right the ship. And that's going to take a lot of work, I think. Especially in their case. Well, and it's that just, tells me if, if, if you miss a player like Quisenberry and all that, and then but you're you're just waiting for them to come back. That tells me even if they come back, that you know it's it turns into you're just kind of waiting. Like someone's got to step up, and they they just need to overcome it. Yeah. Well, they have a, next weekend. They have UIC to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the good, news, the good really. news is they're playing that in Youngstown. The bad news is that UIC, you know, UIC got the swept the weekend over Robert Morris, and they did it without. They they did it without Raekwondus Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to, I'm honestly starting to miss Raekwondus Mitchell, but at the same time, Tavion Kirk has really stepped up. Well, um, I haven't looked. Has he stopped turning the ball over? That was his biggest his biggest. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had three turnovers in the second game there, like 15 points, uh, eight bo- eight boards. Like I mean, he did a lot. What has really helped the helped UIC though is the fact they got Braylon Bridges back and. Yeah, they got they got Braylon Bridges back, and that that's probably the most important thing they have. And he's coming off the bench right now, but obviously he's been. And Rob Howard, Rob Howard is back, like officially mm-hmm. back. Um, we've been waiting about a year for this, 
but yeah, he got 18 points in that overtime win against Robert Morris. So yeah, um, the issue with the uh, I think the issue with UIC, which incidentally is also the same issue Cleveland State has, is the fouling. Um, because they were because it, it seems like they they're they have quite a bit of a foul issue over there. <laughs> Um, because it seems like it looked like, especially during the overtime game, they they had like a bunch of people in foul trouble. You know, Rob Howard fouled out. Tavion Kirk had four fouls. Michael Dickens had four fouls. Jamie Hale had four fouls. Jacob Wiley, who played 15 minutes in that game, had four fouls. It's like he came um, in just to foul people. Yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, that is that is a big and when you have kind of a shorter bench that UIC currently has because you don't have a, you don't have very Quantus Mitchell and you don't have, uh, you don't have Zion Griffin who also didn't play, you know, those things could be problematic. And against, you know, that and it almost come, came to bite him in on Sunday against um, Saturday against Robert Morris. Cause they, Robert Morris took him into overtime. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but you gotta you gotta hand it to UIC. They are they are playing very well. Luke Yaklich has got them playing really well, and you know they they I think that I think the the that Purdue Fort Wayne again being that shorthanded because again remember the Fort Wayne game they didn't have they didn't have Braylon Bridges and Maurice Commander didn't weren't playing so they had four guys out against Fort Wayne and you know they got and that second game was just just a combination of them being just running out of gas, being shorthanded and Purdue Fort Wayne, not being able to miss anything, <laughs> which Purdue Fort Wayne is doing a lot lately. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> not missing. Yeah. They, I mean, especially beyond the, uh, especially behind the three point arc. We were told when they came to the league and we were trying to learn about them, that that's who they were going to be and that they were going to shoot much better. And that's why they weren't very good last year is that's what they do. And they weren't shooting well. So that is hey, amazing. I'm, 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 I, I like the fact, yeah, they, you know, we, you know, when we had John Nolan on, he, you know, this was their kind of, you know, this is what we look forward to. That whole thing with them being, you know, that three John confident signature, three point shooting team. Yes. <laughs> and boy, did they. And then they this, did. And then they did. They, they we were warned. <laughs> yeah. We should have known. Um, and I really think uh, that now that of course, obviously, you know, obviously Purdue Fort Wayne has some work to do. Um, they absolutely have some work to do because they still have to, you know, they're still, you know, sitting kind of hovering in the middle of the middle of the conference standings at the moment. I mean, they're six, they're five and five in the conference. They're, they're actually 500 in the conference. Same as, same as Oakland is, um, which is ironic because, again, Purdue, Fort Wayne, nobody really expected a lot. And it's funny because we saw what Robert Mo- the capability, what Robert Morris we thought was capable of. And we saw what we didn't really have that sense of what Purdue, Fort Wayne was capable of. You know, fast forward, you know, halfway through the season, Robert Morris is, you know, apparently, yeah, they're two and three in the conference right now. And Fort Wayne is at 500. So... Yeah, I think Purdue Fort Wayne's going to be okay. They are. They're going to definitely be okay with Jared Godfrey. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, I, I, I know. You know, when I when I wrote the when we we did our previews uh, during the preseason, I know when I had uh, when I wrote the the Purdue Fort Wayne 
one uh, preview, I knew Jared Goffrey was their guy. As long as he was on, as long as he was, you know, he he was contributing. Purdue Fort Wayne had a chance to not finish. I believe, I think we had hit, picked them tenth, and I think the the official one they were picked like eleventh or something. Yeah, I think that's correct. And now they're in the middle of the pack. So, hey, would you? It it almost sounds like based on what we've said so far that we're to the halfway point of the season and we're seeing that logjam in the middle. Have you ever heard that in the Horizon League? Logjam in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Weird. It seems like I I, I heard that somewhere. In like a show or a podcast over the last couple of years, I don't know, remember where something something roundtable, I think. Yeah. So, so in case you're, you know, maybe Fort Wayne or Robert Morris, hi Bobby Mo fans, this is what happens in this league: is everybody meets in the middle. Maybe one team's at the top, maybe two, but everybody just kind of hangs out in the middle and just beats the hell out yeah. of each other for a while, and there's no separation. And we're at about that point in the year, so things are actually kind of normal. Yes, we are now officially back to the same. It, it's like the more, again, the more things change, the more things stay the same. And no, I'm not using that title again for this podcast. I think of our, I, I, we finally, we've done enough podcast episodes where I finally started repeating titles. I have to stop doing that. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. Just call everyone that exactly, in this version eight. That is exactly what's happening. It, however, in this case, this year, it seems like there are less people in the logjam or uh, there may be there may be as many people in the logjam this year except for the fact that there are more teams <laughs> i think that's the only difference i think there's there's just more teams now because mm-hmm. yeah because you're looking at oh uh, yeah so yeah you have like everybody who is in about yeah, with the noted exception of Youngstown State and Green Bay, who are both three and seven, everybody else is within you know in the loss column within two or three games of each other. But even and at that, three and seven, they're they're really not that far behind the two and four IUPUI and Detroit Mercy. You know, like that's really, really not a big not. difference. I mean, from a percent, yeah, from a winning percentage part standpoint, yeah, right. And incidentally, this is where you know teams not playing really screws with us because you know we got to pull out the calculators, figure out all the math, and. I didn't cut. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to watch the games. I don't need a calculator, dude. <laughs> Way too much math happening for basketball. Here. It's far too much math. You are not joking. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, not that. I mean, well, but we can't really do anything about it because you know, what are you gonna do? You know who it really sucks to be is someone who's trying to do power rankings with the, with this mess. Man, I'd hate to be that person. Uh, no, I think what I think what has happened with John now, he's just like screw in the middle of the pack. I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna pick people at random. <laughs> but he has to rank yeah, everybody. Think, everybody th- played this weekend. I think he has to rank everybody. He does. He yeah. absolutely does. You are correct. Um, I also I, and so we, as I understand it, John is also working on the is actually working on the midseason awards for all conference again a thing i told him he doesn't have to do but he's gonna do i don't you know so let him do his thing huh that sounds awful i mean it's awful because there's so many to choose you know there there's so many players to choose from for that first team for the for the for that mid-season all-conference team it is insane um 
good luck picking a player that you know, you know, a, a player of the midseason. I'd want to say, I say don't do that. Just you know, just do the alls. If you're gonna do the, if you're gonna torture yourself, just you know, minimize the torturing at least. I mean, if if you were trying to put together a midseason team and you were looking at a player that's averaging 13 points and 11 rebounds in in league, that's probably an all league player, right? If they were like third in the nation in total rebounds. Uh, you are correct. And who are you talking about, by the way? Oh, that would be Daniel Oladapo, who I'm sure won't even get a sniff because there's so many. But he's averaging 13 points and 11 rebounds. And if you look at the stats, you go, that's a that's a second, maybe even first teamer. And he probably won't even get a look. Like, that's how stupid this league is statistically right now. You are correct. And more to the point, actually, I'm glad you brought him up because I know full well what's going to happen here or was going to happen. You know, a guy who's averaging, you know, a guy who averages 14 points and uh, a guy who averages 14 points and, oh, let's see here, uh, 14 points and and 5.7 rebounds a game is probably going to be a first-teamer. Would you like to know who that is? Sure. Tory Patton. Uh, yeah, and that's, make- and that's that's the problem with, 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 this, with these awards. And, John, and we all do a great job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not downplaying it. But, like, even when the, the, the league gets together, like, what are we really basing on? Because if you just look at numbers, there's not a first team around Cleveland State. But they're winning, so clearly there should be a first Somebody team. Somebody has to be. And then you look at Oakland. I can give you three players in Oakland that statistically yeah. should probably be all, all league players, and I'm not sure any of them should be because they're not winning enough. Like it, it's a hard balance, and I don't they're know. They're 500, that. so they're, they're they're I think they're winning enough. Um, for you're gonna put Jalen Moore, Daniel Oladapo, and Rashad Williams on the all league teams at five and five. I doubt Just, it. Um, no, Just but. Like- they should be statistics again. If you're well, just here's the other problem. Well, here's the other thing too. When you look at when you look at like you know when you look at like oh when you look at like Wright State. If you had a first teamer, would you pick Loudon Love or would you pick Loudon Love or or Tanner Holden at this point? It's gonna be would I or what is every what is the consensus gonna be? What do you? Th- I'm asking what you think. I am I think asking you Tanner what Holden. You think. If you had looking. Having watched Wright State play, looking at the numbers, the answer statistically is is Holden. Yeah. But that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be Love, and Love's going to end up being the player of the year. And statistically, I don't think he's had a great year. He's just been loud in love. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing. No, he's, he's been he's, he's been dominant. really under the radar. I mean, he I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, loud in love has been under the radar. He's he's top three. He's still top three. It, he's top three in rebounding. He's you know, he he's still kind of you know, he. His scoring is a little down. I mean, he's thirteenth in scoring. He averages he still averages a tick over fifteen in scoring. But yeah, it, you know he's probably leading the lead in blocks, especially after uh, especially after Saturday. <laughs> yep, he's he, he's leading the league in blocks. He's got he's got one point seven blocks, just over Grant Basile. Yeah, so Basile, sorry, Grant Basile. Let me get that correct. Yeah, see, um, but yeah, that is the that is why I don't envy John doing this in the midseason. I've. This is why I told him, you know, you don't have to do this. It's it's okay if you don't. We're gonna. I mean, be, you know, if you if you're going off points per game, 
which you know a lot of people look at the, that number when they're deciding these things. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, Antoine Davis is second in the league. Antoine Davis is a name I know. He's he's good good shooter, good everything. Yeah, Antoine Davis is. I'm sure he's a first teamer. No, Antoine Davis shouldn't be on a Horizon League team. He had a great game yesterday. Uh, actually, um, it, if we want to get technical, um, the the top three in scoring statistically in the Horizon League are AJ Brahma, Jared Godfrey, Jalen Moore, and then Antoine Davis. Oh, you're looking at some. I've got Antoine Davis in second in the league. Uh, yeah, that's because I'm I'm using conference only stats. Oh, okay. Well, but all all the more reason. Like Antoine Davis hasn't had a good year. I. I I think people are slowly well, and look realizing at, well, that. Look at, AJ, and look at AJ Brahma. He's in 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 just conference only stats. AJ Brahma is leading the league in scoring and leading the league in rebounds, but he's only but they've only played five games, and they're two mm-hmm. and three in the conference. Right. So what do you do with that? <laughs> Me, I don't this rank them. This is why this is why doing a midseason one is a you know is a is a is a venture that I recommend against, but it's still probably going to happen. You know, even the end of the season ones are going to be a mess, and I'm just asking anyone that actually the, votes on honestly, this to do a better job. If we're looking at at the end, if we're looking at the end of the season, though, at least with the end of the season, I think we should at least you know it, it's going to. I think it'll bear. I think it'll bear out. You know, everybody will play a sufficient amount of games by the end of the season where we can make some intelligent decisions where we aren't like trying to pull our hair out, trying to figure out who's who. Uh, and but of course, to your point, we may still be doing that because there may as far as, you know, as far as statistically. You're still probably going to have some really tough decisions to make and um and we're not and john is not going to be alone in this because you know he's going to be asking our opinions on this as well so we will all be so so we will all be equally stressed out at the end of the year so that'll be fun it'll be a big it'll be our own battle royale between all of us trying to get that done it'll be great well i mean yeah it's kind of like one of those it's it's like uh like like a roman fight you just pick your fighter and you make sure that you you advocate for them the whole time, you know. It's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Daniel Oladapo, if you're listening for some reason, stop. But if you're still listening, know that I'm going to go to bat for you and get you on this 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 list because you deserve to be. Yeah. So, I'm. Yeah. So yeah, as I'm looking down the you know we, once we look to the end of the season, it's still going to be a. Uh, again, it's going to it. From a again, from a talent standpoint, we do have. It, it seems like, from a league standpoint, we have infinitely more talent this year than we've had in years past. Specifically on the freshman side. Yeah, the freshman. No, I was going to say the same that, thing. Freshman. That, the freshman class we have this year is nothing short of outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the freshmen in this conference have done an amazing job. Um. And again, makes it so much tougher because this time last year we were trying to figure out, you know, okay, who are the five guys? You know, we weren't sure who was going to fill out an all freshman team. <laughs> Blake Lantman made the freshman team last year, and that's not a shot at Blake Lantman, but I'm just saying he was on the all freshman team last year. Meanwhile, this year there's probably like you could pick it. You could probably pick at least three Northern Kentucky guys you could put on an all freshman team, and that's just Northern Kentucky. You still have like a might, you know. On Oakland, you have a Micah Parrish and a, and a Trey Townsend. You, Youngstown State, you're not taking, you know, Shamar Rattan Mays is easily an all-freshman player. Um, I mean, look around. I mean, 
Coleman from uh, Coleman from Milwaukee, another good example. Cam Ferris over at Robert Morris. I mean, yeah, I it's a good. I guess I should say it's a good problem to have, and it also speaks to what we can look forward to in the coming in the coming years, at the very least, within the Horizon League. And hopefully. Yeah, we keep we say that every year, but this year we really mean it. We really mean it. We really mean that things are going to get better. <laughs> I'm not mad about where things are at right now. It's been a lot of entertaining basketball. I'm trying to watch as much as I can. And like, I mean, I, I like this league. You know, people people whine and complain about, oh, we're only going to be our 15 seed and blah blah. You know what? I don't even care. I, I, you it's know what? Who gives basketball. a shit this year? Seriously, they're, be- who they're cares? beating the hell out of each other. It's it's fun to watch. There's good this stuff is- happening. Be happy you have fucking basketball. How about that, guys? There is that. Jesus Christ. Every time I turn around, it's like, oh, I mean, you know, you want to bitch and moan about, you know, where this conference is right now. The fact that we're even playing basketball at this point is a minor miracle. All right. So, I mean, stop getting pissed off about it. I mean, you can get pissed off about it, but I mean, you you can get pissed off about the structure of the conference next year. This year, no. This year, you know, I'm gonna give every. I, I'm gonna do my best to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do my best to give everybody a pass. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yes, and that that's what I'm gonna leave you guys with. So, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up, Matt. Um, obviously, be on the lookout. Horizonroundtable.com. We got the team reports coming up uh, this week, and then. What else do we have? Um, power rankings, obviously. Um, whatever crazy game rules that John has cropping up on Friday, those are going to be fun. Um, we're contemplating whether or not uh, we're contemplating whether or not uh, Horizon um, <laughs> John's taking over game night on Friday um, for whatever the, whatever he's gotten he's got planned. That should be fun. Um, Horizon Game Night will be live on Saturday, though, 10, 9 Central. Um, but, yeah, everything else, you know, we're available wherever podcasts are available. And, you know, we're obviously available. We You can pull us up on your uh, Amazon or Google devices. So, not going to be a dull moment in the second half of the season. So, uh, until, next, half, let's go. until next week, thank you for listening.